3: Joe, things are
0: getting a little dicey on Twitter Whoa, here this man. morning,
3: huh? Um, yeah,
4: so so uh, Dolphin players and Dolphin media members and fans and every I, listen, we all got our uh, different take on on the eleven and six and going forward in year two of the All In. This is year two of All In, and um, so this ties into to Mike Tannenbaum who who got great reaction off the Jalen Waddle traded for Trent McDuffie, the young first-round corner, who's really good for the Kansas City Chiefs, one of their four or five best players on their defense, which that defense was very young and really talented, minus Chris Jones. That's a friggin' really good defense. Um, if we're talking about winning right now, which we are, if you're all in on, I want to win right now, I want to take it to the next step, you want Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And, and, you know, those guys have to respond now because the trade Waddle. You don't want to trade Waddle. You got a great one-two punch. They've gone for 4,000 yards, uh, am, I, am I, excuse me, 3,000 yards and almost 3,000 yards with Waddle and Tyreek missing a little bit of time this year. Um, It's a really good one-two punch. And I got to say this. There is no situation to get rid of Tyreek Hill. There, there is none. If it's about winning, which it is, he is absolutely 100% your best player. And it's not a shot at anybody else because it's a team full of really, really good football players. And I'm not here to rank them. But I can tell you anybody that goes for basically 1,800 yards in two years and what he did this year, um, unbelievable. Just big play after big play. Uh, and his sidekick is just as important as a one A one B or if you want to call him one and a two. Um, complement each other perfectly, and nobody wants to talk about. Listen, if Waddle went huge ego on you and like, hey man, I kn-, you know because this happens now. This happens where the other guy goes, I'm damn good too, and I'm not getting mine. And he's been a good soldier and a real productive player. Nobody in their right mind should want to get rid of Waddle or Tyree Kill. Let's talk about other positions. But why do you want to mess something you have that's really good with those two? Which I don't understand. Read Adam Beasley's, if you would, tweet that he has out this morning.
0: All right, so Beasley said – this was yesterday Beasley said this. He said – the thing you can't say, but everyone knows is true, about the Dolphins' wide receivers is that trading Tyreek makes the more long-term sense, but that would totally detonate the 2024 season. Why? I don't know. He should throw everyone in there. I don't. Know
4: I, I want. Good. I want to say this first of all. I I don't know what long-term is. Who the hell talks about I long-term? Nobody in sports talks long-term. Everybody wants it
0: now. I do. I don't want to hear. Well, I don't know that trading Tyreek makes short term or long term sense. I don't. Well, short short term, you you don't want to get rid of him. The most exciting player we've had maybe in the history of the franchise. Correct. You want to get rid of that guy? By the way, when you look at big play guys that made that, that had. I don't the, even know why you're entertaining this. Because like, here here's the thing: like, what could you possibly get that would be equal value? Nothing. You want more? You want more picks so they could miss on him? He is.
4: What what he does, and I know he's not six four, and I know I'm not saying Randy Moss, but nobody has more explosive plays, game changing plays than he did this year. No one. No one. I I haven't seen anything close to that since Duper and Clayton used to He's right up there on.
0: with if not the best. He's you know, whatever your your flavor is. I know people like different things in their receivers, but he's right well, in there, man. But he's
4: got one thing that nobody else has. Speed. He's got a gear that none of those guys have. No, none of none of the guys that are playing today have. There might, you know, again, they might. And listen, he's a tough son of a gun, man. He is a tough. When he went down, and he got tackled from behind, and that, that ankle kind of went, that foot, and he limped off. Mm-hmm. I thought he was done. I saw that in slow motion. I went, he might be out a month.
0: Two was uh, throwing us floaters to him over the middle of the field, too. And...
4: Oh, listen, man. Whatever, Woody. Why? Well, what, what, what? I'm
0: trying to illustrate his toughness. Tyreek, right. by the way, is just, I don't know, he's like responding to everyone on Twitter. So if you have something to say to him, he might, he might respond to you.
4: I uh, Yeah, I don't know how he's got time. It's incredible. You want the, you want
0: the response? Incredible, that good. Yeah, so so what did he say? So Tyreek, about 20 minutes ago, responds to Adam's tweet. He said, Adam, I see why you got so many GM opportunities <laughs> coming your way. Such a swell guy. <laughs> Oh, hey, man, man, this is, uh, you know, you go on Twitter and you do these things. This is, you know, what can happen, which is why oh, Twitter can be a dangerous place. We have,
4: again, I, I can't say it enough, between extensions. Guys want extensions on that team. It's going on. Agents are calling, trying to get their guys. We got some big free agents. We got to- two, maybe three of the top free, maybe four of the top free agents. If you throw in Van Ginkle and Connor Williams, and Rob Hunt, and Christian Wilkins, and not in any order. Christian Wilkins is one of the top four or five defensive players in the free agency. I mean, he's right there at the top. you got to make some tough decisions, man. And you can't pay everybody. You just cannot pay everybody. You're just trying to get everybody to be happy under contract. Hey, we're looking at you next. Whatever you have to say to keep all your good players together and still add a couple of guys. That's where you are. And build off what you did last year.
0: I still get like everyone seems to overthink everything. Like I don't know if Beasley's trying to like go next level with this Tyreek Hill thing. Like I don't know, but there's so much. There's so much stuff out there from all of our different guys, like all day long. They say all these crazy dolphin things. So it's like you can't follow what everything what everyone's saying. But Tyreek happened to respond to that this morning, and so that's why I saw it. But it's like. You think they're sitting over there in uh, in Miami Gardens this morning, like, hey, let's you know get rid of Tyreek and build you know towards the long term here, like, no, let's get some picks back and and get rid of this guy. You're going to see certain guys. Tyreek is freaking awesome, man. Like you can't get yeah. rid of that guy. Yeah, like, I mean, come on.
4: I did. I tell you what, it's never crossed my mind this off season.
0: Hmm. <laughs> maybe. Yeah.
4: Maybe Tyreek. One of the greatest things I've ever seen watching him play every game.
0: And then am I missing something? He the ran offense the same route. stunk, Joe. The offense was terrible down the stretch of the season and the games that mattered the most. The last thing I want to do, and I said this to you when they started talking about Waddle, the last thing you want to do is start getting rid of offensive pieces. Well, let me ask you, the, the one guy that did make a huge play against Kansas City. <laughs> yes, Tyreek came back and caught that. I think it was against. From, I,
4: by the way, I think it was against McDuffie. He uh-huh. comes back and catches it and turns and runs in for a touchdown. All right, listen. We got go to go. Tyreek is
0: not exactly the problem right now.
4: Not the, there. There are certain guys you he just might, leave alone. He's the solution,
0: alone. if anything. All right, so let's leave Tyreek well, out. Well, I'll this. tell you
4: what, man. We are going. I I, I didn't realize <laughs> this off season. It's getting off, getting off to a crazy can we do start. This on
0: our on our Twitter, the show Twitter, can we throw like crazy crap out there? Maybe like maybe once every couple of days, and just see what sticks.
4: Whew, I just had to take a deep breath on that one. Hey, um, we've who can got- we
0: trade, Joe? Who's really good on the team that we can trade? Who's the second best player? Because Tyreek's number one. I don't think there's anyone
4: that would argue that. All right, well, tell you, let me tell you this: we got Jalen Phillips going to join us. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. We got a big weekend coming up for the DCC, big fundraiser for Sylvester, one of the top cancer centers in the United States. We got it right here in our backyard, and man, if you've been touched by it or by cancer, or you've had to use Sylvester, man, we've had a lot of people reach out. It's amazing. and five, 6 7,000 people going to be at the event on uh, Saturday. And the most amazing thing, Dan Marino's going to be on a bike. We'll be right back.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Hey, Woody, do you know where I was in the 80s in Fort Lauderdale? Polyester pants, the buttons down in the front, dancing till 3, 4 in the morning. And then striking out, not doing very well. Chaka Khan. And guess what? They're going to be at the DCC performing. And joining us right now, defensive end, pass rusher, Jalen Phillips for the Miami Dolphins. Jalen, good morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing
2: good. How we doing?
4: We're, we're doing great. Um, hey, man, uh, you remember any of that old music, that old school music right there?
2: Yeah, I know a little bit of soccer, Khan, man. I, I heard you uh, telling your stories about the polyester pants in the 80s, man. I, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly,
4: I don't want to see it either. My old ass is staying home these days. You're exactly right. <laughs> There's no question about it. Hey, man, it's great to have you on. And uh, I, I've been telling everybody I'm proud of you, man, being so involved Uh, on the board for the DCC, and you've really jumped behind this doing fundraisers with your teammates and stuff. Um, I know we've all been touched by it, but to see you jump all in with some of your teammates has been great.
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Joe. It's been great. Um, You know, DCC is something that I I personally have had family members and friends who have been affected by cancer, so I really try to do as much as I can to just spread the word and raise awareness and obviously raise funds too.
4: Well, listen, it's uh, it's gonna be a great Saturday, and it's gonna be from your teammates to some of my old teammates, and having uh, everybody out there, six, 000, seven thousand people, they're gonna show up uh, this Saturday. We'll 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 talk more about it, but first, how you feeling, man? How you doing?
2: I feel great. I've been uh, attacking this rehab, just taking it week by week. Um, but I've made a lot of good progress so far. I'm finally walking without any boot or crush or anything, so I'm feeling great.
4: I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of media doctors out there.
2: Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> I,
4: <know>. I <laughs> crack <laughs> up when <laughs> I crack up when somebody goes, "Yeah, you know, we've talked," and um, I go, "You don't have any idea when these things. I'll tell you when they come back. When they come back, that's when it is." Exactly. So, yeah,
2: exactly. I'm definitely optimistic, though. Uh, you know, I don't I don't like setting any timelines, but like I said, I feel great right now. We're just taking it week by week.
4: Um, so, so I got to ask you, I did see some, some pictures recently. I I see you've been, you've been over there and working out. Um, are you a little bit, are you going to try to play a little bit bigger or is it just, you've been hitting the weights hard there, my man.
2: Man, I just can't help myself. I've just been hitting the weights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I actually, I'm I'm right around my playing weight right now anyway, so. Um, I, that's good that it looks bigger, but no, I'm still okay. saying it same. Well,
4: Jalen, I got to tell you, man, you got a lot better against the run. I, I just thought you and Bradley both just played uh, a lot better, part of the great run defense you guys had last year. I know we talk about sacks and everybody's in love with sacks, and, and I get it, you don't get paid without sacks. But uh, the run defense, it looks like you've taken a lot of pride in really improving on that.
2: Yeah, I think especially with the run, it's a mentality, um, and that's the mentality that all of us on the defense kind of embodied, and especially in the front seven, I think, you know, when we were playing, when we were healthy, you just had that mentality that nobody was going to run the ball on us. Hey, uh, Jalen,
4: the other thing is, and and, uh, and I'm not trying to get you in any kind of negotiations or anything because that's what everybody's talking about, who you, can you sign and extend in free agents. But you got to have Christian Wilkins back on that If there's one guy I'm screaming every day to the point, I know the front office is not a fan of mine, but Christian Wilkins, that that guy's doing everything. So you tell him, like, you need sacks. He goes, okay, I'm going to go out and get a bunch of those too. How important is he to the middle of that defensive line?
2: Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of Christian. Um, Christian from day one. He just brings that energy, and um, he really embodies the Miami culture uh, and what our team is all about. And, you know, to me, he's invaluable to our team. Um, So, you know, regardless of what happens, we're going to be good. But, you know, if if, if it's tough to me, I'm definitely bringing Christian back.
4: Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you, after the injury, which, by the way, was just awful to see, and by the way, I I go by your mom and dad after the game. They happened to be at that game. Do they go to all the games, by the way? It was just weird to see them in New York.
2: No, they do. They travel to pretty much every game. Unless wow. it's like you know Detroit or Buffalo in the winter where it's just brutally cold. They'll, they go to every home game and pretty much every away game.
4: Yeah, but uh knowing what had happened and having your mom and dad there, uh, especially mom, uh yeah, that's just uh that's gotta be tough. So I gotta ask you, Hard Knocks episode after was a was a big part of the injury. Did did you get a chance to see it and what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I definitely watched it after it happened. Um, And, (laughs) excuse me, Um, I thought that they, they, it was a great, you know, episode. I thought that they did a really good job from a filming standpoint of telling my story and, you know, not making the whole entire episode about me, but I definitely thought that they kind of highlighted, you know, who I am, what I'm about, and then obviously culminating into what happened that night. Um, So I honestly feel very fortunate that it was documented uh, just because I feel like, it gives people more insight into into the whole journey and kind of makes everything more dramatic, which you know isn't, isn't a bad thing in the entertainment industry.
4: Uh, what do you think about Hard Knocks overall? Because it seemed like all you guys were kind of cold on it, but then as it was around, it looked like everybody kind of said, "Hey, this it's not so bad." They're just kind of fitting in with us. Did you feel that way?
2: Yeah, I thought they did a great job of making it so that they didn't seem intrusive into our meetings or into our daily life. Like we honestly barely noticed them. Uh, I mean the cameras, the way they're set up, and then just when we're on the field, you know, they're kind of off in the corner of the end zone or off in the bleachers or whatever. So it honestly felt like day-to-day life. I don't I don't think they were too much of a distraction at all.
4: Okay, so uh, here we go again. Uh, your third defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, comes in. Uh, I'm sure you've had a chance to talk to him. Boy, boy, what a personality. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, he seems incredible. Um, I've, I've definitely had a, a chance to talk to him a few times and – just seems really down to earth family man um that's kind of what we've been talking about so far just getting to know each other so I'm definitely excited to see um you know what defense he brings in and how it should fit in
4: well listen if it looks anything close to what Baltimore was doing uh I'm all for it and then the follow-up to all that is you know everybody's been kind of up and down on Vic we all know he was old school you know we we all laugh calling him a grumpy old man although he's my age but Mm -hmm. but you know everybody's a little bit different what was he like to play for
2: um, you know, I, I actually like Vic. Um, you know, I thought that him and I had uh, our own kind of relationship. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, some people have felt differently in the building, and that's fine. But um, in terms of us, I thought that he put, you know, our defense in, in pretty good positions. And I, w- I wish him nothing but the best in, uh, in Philadelphia.
4: Yeah, so I always, I'm always, i always curious because we talk on these radio shows so, so much about – four-man rush or all-out blitzes and, and now I've had a chance to see both and so have you um but you guys got a lot of sacks broke the record for the team record uh without a lot of without a lot of blitzes this year um how do you feel about I always wonder how does it affects you and, and how much you like the blitz
2: um I think it's a good switch up for sure I think that it's it forces the quarterback to get the ball out quickly, which mm-hmm. is you know pretty much always a good thing as long as the secondary has it locked down. So uh, I think that either way, not blitzing or blitzing too much is, is also detrimental. So finding that right balance, I think, is a, a really good kind of secret weapon for a defense.
4: Well, I got to tell you, and I, I want to get back to to the other stuff, because Saturday is a big day for, for all of us who have been involved and, and everything is going to take place at Hard Rock and – uh, the ride, the run or walk 5K, uh, the ride, and, and all the, the different. W- what are you going, Jalen, by the way? Are, are you able to do anything, or are you just going to be uh, still watching this thing?
2: I'm going to take it easy this year. Uh, I was hoping to do the 5K, but, um, yeah, I'm probably just, you know, for my own health, I'll just be there supporting, um, but I'll, I'll be there the whole time on the bike encouraging people and, and all that.
4: Well, listen, that's going to be great having... I, I saw a lot of guys, man. Um, I was just told a lot of guys are going to be out there. I just think it's great, man. It's our event, as uh, when I say ours, for the Dolphins. And it's uh, it goes to Sylvester. And anybody that can donate, even now, and you can't go... Listen, I want everybody to know that money goes to Sylvester. And all the great work they're doing is one of the top cancer centers in the country. It's RIDEDCC.com. Uh, and then... I I just when I see a guy you you not only got involved you did an event during the season you had to do it around an injury but you've also been really involved what made you decide to to jump all in and make this kind of commitment
2: yeah so I've been a board member for the last two years and obviously with football um, I have a lot of scheduling conflicts and I'm not able to be in every single board meeting so I really wanted to have my own initiative this year so I could feel like I was contributing and so I brought the idea to them, collaborated with you know, people on the Dolphins, people in DCC, and we came up with the idea to have a big fundraising event. And so it kind of it started off as a fashion show and then kind of moved on to more so just like a, a gallery get-together type of thing. Uh, ended up partnering with the design district and with the gallery department down in the design district. And it was really incredible. I mean, we raised $55,000 plus some, uh, some money to my personal page for DCC. Uh, and just, it was really amazing. Probably had around 200 people there. Um, just like I said, spreading that, that joy and um, spreading what DCC is all about.
4: Well, listen, it's great. We got some entertainment when everybody comes in. And uh, so that that's going to be uh, fantastic as well. And again, uh, it's a big, big deal, man, for a lot of people. And, and and as you know, being out there, a lot of people there aren't just there to like see who's there. They're there because they've been touched one way or the other personally Family member or friend by cancer, and uh, that's why we we raise money and uh, and do this thing. And uh, again, I just think it's great. All you guys, coach has been fantastic. Mike McDaniel was out there. He walked it last year. I was walking next to him. He talks to everybody and uh, had the patience. It was it was just uh, a lot of good stuff, man. I I can't say enough about it. Jalen, having all you guys uh, involved has just been great.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. It really is.
4: So, uh, well, listen, man, we got to get you healthy, number one, and then we got to get your sidekick, Bradley Chubb, healthy. And uh, then we're going to get off and, uh, off and running here. But, hey, I will see you on uh, on Saturday. Thank you so much, man. I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. All
4: right. Jalen Phillips from the Miami Dolphins joining us to uh, talk a little bit uh, about DCC. And uh, it is a big deal. It is uh, important, these things are important. And um, by the way, Stuart Miller, uh, those big party for everybody and the doctors and, and everybody, and then gives so much, so much money. He is, uh, Lenar corporation and Stuart are, uh, are big in this too. So can't say enough about everybody that gets involved and and, uh, everything else. So it's cool. goes back to mad dog for me. And, uh, and losing Jim Mandage, who uh, went right to the end, and uh, and uh, we lost him. But uh, then on top of that, Brian Wiedemeyer, president uh, with the Dolphins. And so we've uh, we've all had it. We've all been touched by somebody. And if you can get involved and want to give five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is you can afford, that's ridedc.com. We enjoy it. And uh, we know if you're out there, you'll enjoy it too. By the way, I, and by, not only music back this year, but. Couple of ice cold beers. I believe it'll be Heineken lights. It's time for me to break that uh that tequila thing and go back and go back over to uh to a little bit of beer. All right. We gotta go to break here. We got a lot of lot of stuff to get to here this morning. I wanna thank Jalen. Don Strzok is gonna join us. The Stroker is gonna join us at nine o'clock this morning. We'll talk to him as uh I I always say this, man, that guy's the most knowledgeable dude that I've ever played with for understanding. I he would have been a great coach his whole life if that's what he wanted. He, uh, knowledgeable and by the way, great leader. Um, kind of showed me and a lot of young guys the ropes coming in and uh, just so good, so good. And uh, so, stroke's going to talk to us, stroker's going to talk to us about. Uh, the quarterback, we'll talk a lot about quarterbacks and looking ahead for the Miami Dolphins as uh, Don goes to a lot of the games and and we'll uh, talk to him, get his take on everything. That's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Right now, uh, I want to talk about something men don't like to talk about, man. E.D. and low T. No, I get it, man. There's nothing good to talk about with it, but I will tell every man out there, sooner or later, E.D. hits. And usually got nowhere to go with it. You just got to keep it secret because you don't want to tell anybody it's not working. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's kind of apologetic to your partner. And by the way, it can be a relationship destroyer with no sex life. It can be really, really bad. And it's happened. Uh, by the way, divorce, uh, depression, a lot of funky things come when you got ED, man, and uh, and I'm here to tell you if you're dealing with it and starting to notice in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you're going through it, Atlantic Men's Clinic. That's all I got to say. Atlantic Men's Clinic will knock it out and knock it out quickly. Once they explain everything to you, it will make sense. And they did it for me, man. They did it for me, and I want to make sure I do it for you. Uh, success rate's well over 90%. Schedule consultation with Atlantic Men's Clinic today. Your initial visit includes medical consultation with a Florida licensed medical provider, T, and a PSA test. And if medically advised, a test dose. And if the test dose doesn't work in the office, the visit is free. They're doing it all for you. And make sure you have a great experience. Six locations in South Florida to serve you. You got to make the call. 877-455-7300 or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com.
0: All right. before we get back to it here I just want to let everyone know we have a uh, contest for you. A chance to meet and get an autograph and a photo with Jaime Hakes Jr. at Hollywood Collectibles on Sunday, March 3rd. For your chance to win text the word HEAT to 20357 That's HEAT to 20357 and you just might win. If you can't wait to win you can go to hollywoodcollectibles.com to purchase tickets. This is a text contest. Message and data rates may apply.
4: What a what a crazy! Uh, I think all
0: everyone's phones aren't working. By the way, I think we're having some phone si- uh, situations this That's morning.
4: That's right. I can go without mine. I ain't lying. To
0: but you me. can get texts. you all your two texts will come through. Don't worry.
4: I um, it's always interesting during the day when a fan or a fan friend has uh, has something to say uh, uh, about all this stuff going on. So I I, I did, and and I know there's there's. People are throwing out wild stuff that what might happen in free agency, which is right around the corner, and the franchise tag. And, hey, we'll tag them, and then we'll try to get a contract done, which is what everybody hopes because if not, um, the tag price is expensive at just about every position, including defensive tackles. Christian Wilkins' position has gotten really expensive because last year, if you remember – all those defensive tackles, all of them got paid except Christian Wilkins. So, Christian Wilkins is going to get paid. Um, it just comes down to, and and I know they got to prioritize all these guys to his extension if it's going to happen or what. And, and listen, they, they've got Tua under contract. And, and I'm not trying to be cold, but listen, this is big business, man. It's not make-believe world. This is this is big business. So you really, you got Tua for twenty three point one. You can tag him if you if you need to. Although, listen, I, I'm guessing, you know, if he was to play well under twenty three point one, I think he wants to be here. He loves playing for for Mike. There's no reason to think that Mike and Tua aren't going to have great success again this year. And, and hopefully win some more games and have some success in the playoffs. And then if that happens, man, this whole thing just falls right into order. That's, that, that would be my take. Now, I'm hearing that the team wants to get something done with them, so 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 much for my take. But I gave you – you know, it doesn't matter. All that matters what those guys decide. And the agent of Tua Tungavailoa and the front office and, and basically the owner and, and Tom Garfinkel. Christian Wilkins, to me, yeah, you're going to have to overpay. You got to make that work. His, from top to bottom, importance to this team. I know Jalen talked a little bit about it, but you need, he's the most durable frigging guy you have on the team to start with. And second of all, he just makes a lot of plays. Makes a lot of plays. And I got to be honest, I think the second guy's Rob Hunt that. Rob Hunt plays guard and didn't have to play tackle last year. But a couple years ago, everybody's going, "You know Rob Hunt might be a better tackle than guard." Now, the team has obviously decided he's fine inside and the guy playing next to him, they gave a new contract to, Austin Jackson, so that that's taken care of. But I I'd like I'd like to get him back if they can. And then um in a perfect world, I don't know if you can afford all these guys, and I don't, then I'm starting to go in. Connor Williams went healthy, one of the best three or four centers in football. Still a young guy. Coming back from a knee, though, and I, I don't know where he is on his ACL. And then the other guy I, I don't know how everybody feels about, and, and I know the fans love him. I mean, he is, he is all hustle. He's got great talent. Andrew Van Ginkle. And I don't know where he is on his injury and how he's doing. Um, but, yeah, you, you'd like to have a lot of those guys back. But you also know you can't. I don't know what's going to happen to Jerome Baker, and I don't know what's going to happen to Xavier Howard because of money. I'm guessing the first thing they're going to ask both those guys to do is take a cut and pay. And then they've got to decide, right? <laughs> do I want to do that? or am I got no I got too much value on the open market. I'm um, I'm ready to go. Um so I guess this all gets back to one thing. Um you got to figure out what what works. There's four or five people going to be involved in these decisions. Chris Brandon Shore Tom Garfinkel Mr. Ross, obviously, because he's going to have to write some checks to free up some money. He wants to know. But I want to report at the end of the day, it's all in year two. There should be no look into the future. It's about looking to this year. I don't know about you, man. I want it now. I wanted it last year, and now I want it this year. There's no future thing. There's no talk about worrying about the future. If you're worried right now about the cap for the future, go find somebody else. I don't want to hear about it. I want to win. I want to win a playoff game. I don't want to be dead last on the haven't won a playoff game in the NFL. and We're on that list right now. We're dead last. Last time we won a playoff game. Detroit jumped out and won a couple of games on us. They're out of it. So that's us. So, uh, yeah. Now, I want to say this. Chris Perkins came out with an article. And it starts with Tua because some of this money and and it's the most important position in football about whether to extend Tua or not. And everybody's got a different opinion and we have and we will continue to talk about that, I'm sure, and we'll ask Don Strzok about that coming up here in about ten minutes. Um but Chris Chris Perkins from the Sun Center, if you get a chance, um, whether you agree with it or not, he brought up a lot, including Here's what he says. I would consider firing Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel if you can't win a playoff game this year with this much talent. Wow. I got to tell you, I hope Mike McDaniel's here for a long time. I hope – I don't know about the rest of those guys. I don't. But I hope Mike McDaniel I, – I like the style. Some thing, you know, he's still – Learning, learning on the job, but he got the number one offense.
0: And by, gotta stop firing coaches, though. Too. That's man. the other thing.
4: This, this it's turn, never good no. when
0: you when you have to fire your coach. And so this turnover, rebuild, or whatever it is. Great,
4: great point. And and the, we have
0: had every different type of coach. By the way, I know you have, and I were talking about this on the phone yesterday.
4: Hard ass, tough. We lost. Old, don't talk to me. I, the, the Don Shula treatment. Yeah. Um. I think it's more about this. Matter of fact, I. Guys were talking the other day about you know you your style, and if you're trying to motivate guys and get them to play hard for you, I, I just like a lot of things Mike's doing, and and we can rip the offense for the way they played in certain games, but
0: they're not poorly coached though. They they lack personnel in some some spots. Obviously, Mike's really
4: good and really creative on offense. Now you got to expand some things. He knows that he and and the running game. Listen, we've been bitching about the running game. We ran the ball outside. We got to do a better job inside. we are running the ball outside as well as anybody in football. Mike's a really good coach, and I'm not ready to put, hey, Mike, I need it this year or you're done. Hey, listen, you go two and fifteen. Yeah, then then you got a problem. But I don't and I don't know Mike that well. I'm not talking like Mike and I talk all the time. I just like sitting back and watching him. Watching him game day, I really have started to like his style. I never had it. I've never been around it. He, I was brand new to it. I was scared of it. I was curious. I wanted to see it. I think, hey, man, anything motivates today's players. The game's a lot different today than it used to be.
0: I think Hard Knocks really helped him out. He's not. By the way, I don't ever think he's like you know the soft, nice guy. Like He's not as soft as he's made out to be. No, like, you watch hard no, knocks. No, like no, he's, no. he's, he's got, good, man. He's, he's got he, a side. he's critical. Of, you know when when they're bad, he's critical and, of and it. And
4: he's got his way of doing things to get through. I see it. I see his you know time. He takes losses hard. Don't think that he's all, you know. But but he's got a rally. He rallies. He he, he rallies the troops. I uh, I hope I hope he's here for a long time. I hope he is here for a long time. Now, I got to be honest. We, we got to find out on the other guys. We, we have to find out. And we got a first and a second round pick coming up this year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it here because I know I beat this up. And Woody rolls his eyes because he's getting tired of hearing it. We got to hit on a one and a two, and they need to play. We can't have like last year's guy sitting at the end of the bench. And we need that guy to turn out to be able to play. He needs to make a serious turnaround in his game, Cam Smith. All right, we got to go to break. Thank you, for Woody. Thanks for letting me go. It's not like I haven't done it, you know.
0: Well, and some of the stuff you're saying is wrong. That's okay. By the way, someone made a good point. Like This is going to be hot take summer. We can call that down here. Hot take? Uh, so, Beasley's fight with Tyreek Hill at the moment on Twitter. Uh, you got Perk. I don't know, Wants to blow the whole thing up. If it doesn't go his way, they you are know, their way. Well, Perk this season. just
4: said Perk didn't say win a Super Bowl. Perk said if you don't win a playoff game, they may not. Hey, you know what? The Jets. I got to tell you, be Joe. Better. I'd be
0: surprised if they won a playoff game at this point.
4: How can you do that a couple weeks after the season?
0: Unless they make some significant
4: changes, which I don't think they're going they're to. They're going to make. You can't come back with the same roster
0: completely. I would be surprised if they made any sort of run in the postseason. You wouldn't be. I'm not getting sucked in like I did last year. Where I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Well, I can't. Just... I can't allow myself emotionally to go through that again. Well, I don't want
4: you to be emotionally. You know, an emotional scarred. wreck after that, no, I bro. I don't want. that I was again.
0: like I was looking at hotels and. You
4: were I mean, looking at hotels. Was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, number now, you one, one, one guys, like, hey, you know, I submitted for the credentials or whatever. All right. And I, I'll start looking at hotels. Maybe you know, flight here and there, and.
4: Well, you could have gone to Kansas City. You know what? I'd have made sure you were on the field. That's you want to true. be on the field? I'd have put your ass behind that bench and see how you did. Well, I still got sick. Nine o'clock hours I coming up I caught the there. Kansas
0: City flu, as the you Kansas called City it. Kansas
4: City flu, so, uh, man, so bad. That Kansas City flu is some bad stuff. Hey, Don Strzok's going to join us. Former Miami Dolphin quarterback. We're going to talk about a lot of Dolphin stuff coming from a guy that's been through it all, man, been through it all. Right now, though want to take a minute to tell you about Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage. Hey, fixed rates now in the fives. I don't know which way they're going, but, man, if that sounds good to you and you closed on your home in the past year with a rate of over 7, you might want to call Michael Kotze. Fixed rates in the fives with no prepayment penalty. Call him right now. You save some money and have better cash flow. If that's important to you, you need that second mortgage, you need that money, you need that equity out of your home. Well, he's really good because he's built – and Choice Mortgage has been successful – Because he works, and he knows how to get it done quickly. He understands you need the money. He wants to help you, and he'll do it. Three decades plus, he's been here in South Florida helping you. I'm going to give you a cell phone number. He works Saturday and Sunday, so don't be afraid to pick that phone up on the weekend because Michael Kotze's working. 561-441-2730. 561-441-2730. That is Michael Kotze's cell phone number. MLS 166254 rates and terms subject to change daily without notice. He's an equal housing lender.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?